It's time for the End of Conversation Podcast With funny man Damian Lemon And the voice of your choice Ali Muhammad Yeah, this is Damian Lemon This is Ali Muhammad And this is In the Conversation The Podcast Yes, yes Back Black History Yeah you know, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <laughs> a little staccato flow. Yeah, I thought you was about to hit him with a new tag. Back, black, bold on your ass. <laughs> you know, I'm like that. You're going in a new direction. <laughs> you, know? you know, in the conversation, motherfucker. Nah, it was what it was, man. Nah, I was just trying to, I was trying my spacing. But uh, mm-hmm. you know, it is what it is. What's good with you, man? How you feeling? Ah oh, man, I'm feeling black. I'm feeling good. You know what I'm saying? Um, mm-hmm. You know, fresh off the blackest Super Bowl ever. You know, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> I mean, yep. shit, I feel good. You know, feeling empowered and represented almost. <laughs> feeling seen out there. Feeling yeah. seen. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. I hear that shit. Yeah, we gonna talk about that shit. That shit was a black ass Super Bowl. That shit felt like a. Uh, like a tailgate slash kickback with a Super mm-hmm. Bowl in the background, right. you know? Yeah, <laughs> it was just having it, showing them stands. That shit looked like everybody in the world was in that motherfucker. Right, like the place to be. Yeah, it was a good one, it and it was, was a good game. Yeah, it was a good game. You know what I'm saying? It was the place to be. Them seats was expensive. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. shit, I, just, I heard they was talking. 13 for, you know, higher up, upper level seats. 13K. Right. That's crazy. Yeah, I saw I saw a grid with a bunch of price points. Mm-hmm. That's bananas. There's, that shit is not for the common man at all. Mm-hmm. You got to have a connect or a crypto wallet or something. Uh, <laughs> shit is expensive. A corporate yeah. sponsor or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I yeah, know. you know, but Super Bowl always has been, you know, the that's the it's the in culture it's the Super Bowl as well. It's like, you know, you show up and those those that got it show all the way out, you know. You know, mm. most most of us make it to the parties, make it mm-hmm. to the to the affairs and you know what I'm saying, probably a couple of, you know, private dinners or some shit, you know what I mean? And then there's those that make it to all that shit and and and, and Enjoy the full festivities and the full scope of of that sport culture, but also where it intersects with you know culture in general, especially on the black side of things. Mm. You know, like on the on the white side of things, you know they they having it too, and they got a lot of corporate. You know what I mean? But it's it's just a lively um, pilgrimage when it's when the blacks come and. Surround the town that that's representing the Super Bowl that year. Yeah, yeah, I can see that, <clears throat> and it's funny how it is two different experiences. Yeah, you know? yeah. Um, what was your first Super Bowl? When was it? What was your first Super Bowl experience, and uh, how was it for you? You talking about as a hangout or the game itself? As a hangout, if you've done the game too, you can talk about that. I've never yeah. been to an actual game. Go ahead. My my first Super Bowl was probably I think it was ninety four Miami. Okay. Um, and that was you no, know, I wasn't really on the scene all the way as far as like deep in the culture of the shit. I was on the scene in Miami, so it was just like a bunch of people came to town. You know, it, you know how you you almost local then. It's like oh, everybody coming out of town. They cleaned up the streets. You know what I'm saying? They shut down 15th Ave and Alibaba right the week leading up the Super Bowl. Like these are notorious drug spots that have been like popping since I was born, before I was born, and all of a sudden they was able to clean them up before the Super Bowl got there. So that Back was my, fast. Yeah, like real quick. So it lets you know, mm-hmm. like you know what I'm saying, the war on Do drugs is like some bullshit because mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. they shut that shit down real quick. <laughs> But uh, but my first real Super Bowl hangout was '99 Miami, which uh, I think it was the Falcons, the Dirty Bird year, you know. Okay. Um, J- Jamal Anderson, all that. Yeah, right? yeah. It was it was a it was a big cultural occasion. So you know, I had my people come come out, and um, 
this is where I kind of found my my niche, my lane almost. You know, uh-huh. I didn't uh-huh. I didn't know I had this niche or lane. It was like, you know, my people came down. They was all you know, they was all balling, and I was in a tight at that moment in that particular point in life. I was like, you know, in flux. So we go we go to South Beach, hang out, and um, they like, yo, let's go to. Puffy having a party. Let's go to Puffy party. You know what I mean? It was at Nikki Beach. And so, um, you know, we get there and it's a like, it's a it's a private party. Like it's an invite type of party, you know? Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. and so they was like, nah, you know what I'm saying? Boom. Ain't no, ain't no haps. And then I saw somebody I knew. I saw Keisha Walker, you know what I'm saying? Who was a promoter then. She did corporate events, but she was, doing promotions and all kind of stuff. So I don't know what mm-hmm. Keisha had to do at the party, but she was coming towards the door like she had something to do with the party. So I was mm-hmm. like, Keisha, like, Keisha, what's up? What's good? And she was like, how many you got with you? And it was like 15 of us. I'm like, all these niggas, <laughs> like all, all us. Then mm-hmm. she was like, shit, I can't let all y'all in, but I let half y'all in and the rest of y'all got to pay. And that's, you know what I'm saying? That's all they wanted to hear. You know what I'm saying? Right. Still you know, get niggas, access. Yeah. yeah, niggas is going through, in they sock, in they pockets, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was when Gators was out. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Nigga pulling a knot out his, of out his, out his socks right by his Gators. And we we rolled in. And and it was, you know, everybody was in there. Flex was, I think Flex was spinning. Um, Puff was in there. It was, it was a... We had a ball, you know what I'm saying? And them niggas had a ball. Like, they was they was taking pictures and shit. And that, but what stood out the most about that party was that this, that's when You Don't Know Now went national. You know what I'm saying? Because you know Super Bowl is a national audience. And mm-hmm. the DJ played You Don't Know Now in that party. And it was already popping in Miami. But to see all these other niggas catch it for the first time, it was like, oh shit, this shit is a hit, cause like niggas went crazy, like New York niggas, all everybody that was in there was going crazy. I'm like, oh shit, this a hit, you know. And then we leave out of there, and and the rest of the weekend, the same kind of shit just happened the whole weekend. It's like somehow magically, I knew somebody at the door, you know. And mm-hmm. like I like them niggas thought I was some kind of magician, but in reality, I was broke as fuck. I had nothing in my pocket. You know what I'm saying? But mm-hmm. but my you know, what I I didn't know I had these connections, but I had these connections. And it was like, okay, we, we went everywhere we wanted to go. And 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 shit, I moved to New York like right after that. So if, if Super Bowl late January by April, I was in New York. And mm-hmm. you don't know now was playing in heavy rotation on Flex Show. You know what I'm saying? And he would every time he played, he'd tell the story, he heard it at the Super Bowl. And so that was crazy. Like when I landed in New York, Miami music was on the radio and on Hot 97. At the same time, that JT Money, who that, who that, who was on the radio. So I'm like, damn, Miami, I, this must be the right spot. That was like a sign that, that I had made the right move. Right, <laughs> right, right. So, but that was my my first Super Bowl experience, and and it was in Miami. So you know. You got the beach, you got the water. So there's a whole lot of different kinds of elements that go along with, you know, that Super Bowl experience with that water and, and you know, women. It was it was live. And by that next year, I was on at Vibe, and we was doing our own Super Bowl parties in Atlanta. So that was my first time going to the game in Atlanta. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I think the, the Rams won that Super Bowl. Yep. 2000. Beat, yeah. beat the Titans. Yeah. Yeah. So St. Louis at that point. Yeah. yeah. So so that's what that was. So what was yours? <laughs> uh it was funny because as you were saying that, I was thinking about it. You know, when you first said, you know, the Super Bowl, how much of a big thing it was for you and how you seen so many people converge on the city and, you know, the culture of it all. I I wasn't connected to none of that. Right. Um, nah, and then the reason I had to look it up as you was talking. First of all, Florida as a state has hosted 16 Super Bowls, and Miami as a city has hosted 11 of them. Right. Mm-hmm. New York has hosted one. So there's that. And then I think the only, the closest I've ever gotten to a Super Bowl was the one you were just talking about, the 2001, because that was in that was in Atlanta at mm-hmm. the Georgia Dome. 
And it was just in the city. So I think that was the first time I really seen like what the Super Bowl Super Bowl events could be. Cause I, I believe I might have went to a couple Super Bowl events or something like that. I can't even all the way remember. Mm-hmm. Uh but that was like that was like my first interaction with it. And then even when I was um like a vibe, I don't think I ever went to any of the Super Bowl events. I could be wrong, but I don't think I, I might have had a, a hand in planning from the office, but I don't think I ever went to the place, to the locations. I could be wrong, but I don't think I did. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, so it's been one of those things that I never really, my engagement has always been a party, you know, at the house type thing, you know, Super Bowl, Super Bowl, watching it on hopefully some type of big screen TV with some wings or some pizza or something like that. Like, it was always kind of an at-home celebration, you know, like an mm-hmm. at-home uh, uh, interaction with it. Yeah, I never really, I never got into it as far as a destination thing. As far as destination sports shit goes and culture, I think I got that through All-Star Weekend. Like, All-Star Weekend was kind of, and you know, that's coming up soon, too, because that's, that's, I think, the that's Super Bowl. Oh, wow, ain't that so crazy? Yeah, <laughs> so it's like that, you know, I think the Super Bowl is the one that kind of cracks it open, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Then it's the All-Star, then there's Grammys, which I think got pushed back, but then, mm-hmm. you know, Oscars, if you want to include that, it's kind of becoming a part of the situation, but that mm-hmm. whole season of, of celebration and elites, you know what I mean? Like that mm-hmm. was the thing. But yeah, All Star Weekend was probably the first of those type of experiences. And if I'm not mistaken, I think um I think my first All Star Weekend was um I wanna say that it was in it was in two thousand 2001 I want to say and I remember you know as you were talking about going to the Super Bowl um, you know being broke mm-hmm. but still kind of having access mm-hmm. we I, I know this what was it the 2001 I'm trying to what find city? out if this was it was a DC oh it was, yeah yeah, it was yeah. Two, that was <laughs> that was listen let me that was a good you. one. That was a good. One. That was it was that cold. Shit was a fish. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was. It was cold out there. Might have. Been, I don't think it snowed, but it was crisp out no, there. It was cold. Yeah. It was cold as fuck. But I remember I didn't have a job yet. You know what I mean? Like I was looking. I was looking uh, for work. I was out of work, fresh out of college, and you know I'd been I'd been shit on the job hunt for a minute. You know, been uh, actually I was. Nah, that wasn't connected. But around the same time, like, it was looking like certain jobs was going to happen and they were front-end and all of that shit. And I was I was starting to feel it. I was I was depressed. I was feeling like, damn, dog, because people around me that had graduated with me, that shit started to move and they were popping and they were getting to it. And I was just on the couch waiting for calls. This is back in the day when I used to have to go to the library to, to send out <laughs> resumes and make email shit. It was terrible. <laughs> And um, something something had me, my man Tone, Skeeter D, R.I.P., my man D, Kev, the four of us, maybe some more. We was like, yo, or maybe it was me, Tone, and D, because Kev might have been in Howard at the time. So that was where we was crashing, because, again, we had no money like that. And we put some money together on a rental and was just like, fuck it, we're going to go. I don't know how we were getting into these parties, but we got into a few parties. I think this was when Republic Gardens was crazy. Mm-hmm. I could just remember. I remember a few different things. I remember one party was Clark Kent DJ, and this is when, this is when Give It to Me, the Jay Z record had just come out, and mm-hmm. that motherfucker Clark Kent played that shit ten times in a row, mm-hmm. and. That shit rocked every time. He was like, number seven. Niggas like, oh, like getting crazy. That shit was bananas. I remember Nelly, Ja Rule, uh, R. Kelly um, were all like chilling, like kind of in their little banquettes. And Clark Kent would play like their instrumental and then pass the mic. Nelly did his shit live. 
Ja Rule did his shit live. R. Kelly did his shit live, sitting down in the banquet, sounding like the record. The shit was crazy. Mm-hmm. It was bananas. Like it was just a movie. Motherfuckers was drinking recklessly. You know what I mean? Then one of my homies fell asleep in the club. He got that drunk. You know, it was one of those type of things. And what really capped the shit off, it was crazy and really had no money, but it took my mind away from like not, you know, not really being gainfully employed, you know, <laughs> but I still eked out a good time, came back home. I think the next day, that Monday, I got a call from Maria Raja, shout out to mm. Maria Raja to um, get a job over at Vibe Spend Enterprises. And that's, a motherfucker was in the game. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, yeah. That's so crazy because I'm going to tell you why that's crazy. Because that was such a big NBA All-Star weekend for us. You know what I'm yeah. saying? At, at Vibe, like, um, I had put together a whole lot of things that weekend. Um, mm-hmm. You know, shout out to Direct Impulse, Bobby Jones and Kenny McAllister. We did mm-hmm. a we did a party with Biz. It was like we 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 started late, so we didn't have like that prime time slot. So we was trying to figure out how we was gonna work around um, getting our name out and getting our buzz out and our message out without mm-hmm. having that prime time spot. So we did like an early joint, like a you know, you know, like one of them five to ten joints, not necessarily a day party, but like an early evening party. You know what I mean? Right, right. So that rocked. You know what I'm saying? But one of the things that um I did was uh it was, it was this concept we came up with called Vibe Spot Radio. And it was a reason for us to to um take over a city without having no location. So it was like it went it went a little something like, All right, you partner with the radio station, hey kiss, what we wanna do is bring all the artists that's in town to your station under Vibe Spot Radio for a four-hour block. We bring in DJ Clue to spin, and we'll we'll make a big event on the radio. You know what I'm saying? Just interviews back to back. You know what I mean? Um, you like I said, you had Clue spinning, then they had they DJ kind of co-hosting on the mic, so he could do all the you know the mic checks and all that what they need to do for business. And mm-hmm. it was something that it was like a a um. What do you call that? Uh, uh, Trojan horse type of thing where you come in real sneaky, but then for four hours straight, you're just banging your name, banging your corporate sponsors' names, banging, you know what I'm saying, your whole process. Right. And that shit was dope, man. Everybody, a lot of niggas came through. It was like, uh, you know, Jaru, you know, Fab. Uh, you know, it was just a whole. Now it sounds crazy. You start naming them now. It's like all them old, <laughs> like two thousand, early two thousand cats. But mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying. But that's when I met. I met C Murder. You know what I mean. And mm. I was like, damn, this nigga, this a cool nigga. You know what I'm saying. He was just like cool. And it's like, so we did that four hours, banged out probably like twenty some artists that came through. And then that night, it was the big thing at. All-Star every year was the NBA Players Association party. Right. And we would sponsor that shit just just to have somewhere to motherfucker just to be there. You know what I'm saying? Because they was going to have the best talent. They was going to have the best spread. It was going to be the biggest party. And it was that year Snoop performed. Snoop performed at that joint. Um, But what was a real realization for me during that weekend you know, I'm from Miami. Like I'm, I'm only been in New York about two years now. It's only mm-hmm. my second, second winter. You know, mm-hmm. and and so I realized, you know, I never knew how people die like of freezing to death. <laughs> like that's a foreign concept to a Miami nigga. Like freezing right. to death. Like how you freeze to death? Like you know what I'm saying? Right, right. Like nigga, you, you, you put on a coat. Like you know what I mean? We were standing in that line to get in that joint. And I ain't have no hat. Because, again, I ain't got no real winter wardrobe. I'm not really prepared, you know. Mm-hmm. And then I ain't got, like, my parker with a hood on it. So I'm I'm dressed for all-star partying, not for, right. you know, not for outsideness. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm in that line, and that wind was whipping across the back of my neck. Uh-huh. Right there back in the back of my head, like, where your brain meets your neck. Right, right. <laughs> and it was at that moment I realized, oh, this how niggas die. Mm-hmm. 
of hyperthermia. <laughs> Like I, I like I got to get in this. I got to like yeah. if I stay out here another thirty minutes, I'm gonna be dead. <laughs> That's how cold then, it was. And you just gonna be dead and in the way. Niggas ain't gonna have no they, empathy. They gonna step to get right over you trying to get the snoop. Uh-huh. <laughs> Man, I got in that party. I, I I had to thaw out for about fifteen minutes. Like shit, yeah. and nobody nobody knew I was suffering. You know what I'm saying? It's like right. it ain't you. It ain't <laughs> like you can say, "Hey, man, I'm freezing to death over here." Like, like, <laughs> right. like, oh, yeah, oh, you cold? Yeah, we gonna be there in a minute. No, nigga, I'm freezing to death. <laughs> like it's death, killing me. Right. <laughs> like right, I right. feel the back base of my brain freezing. <laughs> this is no good. And I respect. That's why I wear a beanie now, nigga. I respect the cold now. I yeah. <laughs> keep it on deck. <laughs> that was an initiation. But yeah. but that was a that was a that was a great all star weekend. And that that that's that's wild that you know what I'm saying, you came on right after yep. that weekend. That's dope. Yeah. That was that was fire. That was a good Cause you, cause you did yeah. the next one with us. You what was that? Either was it Tampa, Philly? Philly or Tampa. One next one was two. Philly. Next one was oh, Philly. Tampa was Super Bowl. Tampa was Super Bowl. Tampa yeah, was Philly. Super Bowl. Yeah. yeah, Philly, Philly All Star. Yep. That was that yeah. was a good one. Did I do that one? I know I was at the Atlanta joint. Um, I might not have done Philly. I don't know if I went to Philly. Maybe I might. I might. Some of them shits become a blur, you know. Yeah. But um, yeah, it was a moment. It was. It was. It's definitely the experience, you know. But yeah, Just but like in the in the black community, you know, what I'm saying like you know the, the people that travel to these events. Like mm-hmm. a lot of people, you know, just look at oh, that's a sport events, whatever, whatever. But it's a cultural event, especially All Star. Because mm-hmm. that one is a lot blacker than the Super Bowl weekend, and yeah. and that's where you really get to test where you at in the black space. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. everybody gonna come with their best fashion. You know what I'm saying? All the hustlers gonna be in they prime hustling mode. You know what I mean? All of every every kind of you know social criminal will be in in attendance, as well as all of your corporate people you know what i'm saying and you're, you're just general sports friends so it's like a a collection of all of these people bringing their best game to one space in one city for three four days and it's where you really get to see the uh the gravitas of black culture you know like if something hit like a style or a trend and you see it at these weekends, you really see it. Like, oh, that's black shit right there. <laughs> like, like the year, yeah. the year Beyonce had the uh, Timberland stilettos. Right, right, yeah. yeah that yeah, All Star weekend. Them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that that's all you saw. You know what I'm saying? The Steve Madden version. The, the I don't know what brand that was, but the, the you know the ones that she had like that became mm-hmm. a whole trend based off of. Her just wearing that shit probably like a month before. Yeah. Yeah. And it was, that was kind of, since earlier though, too, that was before the internet yeah, was, that was so before, impactful. Yeah. yeah you know? that was, so that's yeah. where you, yeah. That's when you seen it. Like, cause yeah. shit was still regional back then. Right. So it was like, you would be hip to all of the shit that was whatever the host city was. Mm-hmm. You might hear some records that you never heard before, but you would also see what resonated overall like you right. said like those those kicks they were hitting overall or you know right. like when the jerseys was going right. crazy you seeing yeah. people yeah it's always yeah, something that win the weekend mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean like oh yeah, yeah <laughs> so yeah. that shit that shit's like the the real life explore page before the internet right right you know what I'm saying that's yeah. that's that's how it is that's if you could imagine a real life explore page that's that's black people at the NBA all-star you know, it's so funny. I was just having a conversation today with a friend of mine, and I was saying that black culture is the original algorithm. You know right. what I mean? Like, you know, we talk about the algorithm as, you know, it's this technical thing and this thing that's being manipulated by, you know, these various social media platforms. But as far as the barometer goes, as far as what's driving the culture, as far as what's being manipulated, even if it's like, I got to comment on this. I got to speak on that. I got to have a take on that. Most of that shit is black culture. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? And then it it, it 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 ripples out, you know, and it gives people the opportunity to 
make a name for themselves or, <laughs> you know, capitalize in a certain way. And um, mm-hmm. yeah, it just it kind of just hit me earlier today. So it's funny that you said that that the uh, <laughs> that that was the real life explorer page because it definitely was. Yeah, and still cause, is. Yeah, because yeah. you look how how your explorer page be looking. That's how I look. <laughs> it's like mm-hmm. you know the cars that you looking at. You know what I'm saying? The 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 women you looking at the the clothes, all that. It's in real life. It's uh, all in on display. You know, and. You know, it's just a good time. It's always like for me, it's always like I thrive energetically in those big mm-hmm. event spaces like that. You know, mm-hmm. a lot of people mm-hmm. don't like big events, but like I come to life in big events as far as internally. Like I feel I feel comfortable. I feel good because mm-hmm. the thing about big events and, and me is that when you walk amongst all your people, like, you know what I'm saying? Like it's it's all us out there. You know what I'm saying? It feels good to still be received in the same way amongst a big crowd as you are in a small sample. You know what I'm saying? It lets you know research-wise that, you know what I'm saying, you still, you are who you are. You know what I mean? You still receive the same way by your people as you are in other, you know what I'm saying, spaces. And mm-hmm. that, you know what I'm saying, you don't have to prove it to yourself, but it feels good when it happens. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Big ass reunion, nice sample size too. Yeah, 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 like like a lot of these people you don't even know. It's just you amongst black people, and when you Mm -hmm. amongst black people, you still are received in the manner that you always are. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I think you know, and I don't know too much about science and biology, but like when they talk about the pineal gland being the third eye, and you know this thing that, that glows, like when they say you glowing or you know what I'm saying, you shining. You know what I'm saying? Some people theorize that they're talking about the what the pineal gland is doing, right? And right. my own little observation and, you know, my theory in, in my own little laboratory is that it's hard to, like, if you don't put your pineal gland to work, it it doesn't get to shine, right? It dries out, right? And it feels like when you're not in it, in the mix, that you don't get to exercise your light. And the only way you could really exercise your light is is if someone is observing your light because you can't even see your own light. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You only know it's shining because of the observers. Like you walking through a crowd one way, people are receiving you on the other end by what they observe. And the only, only way you could gauge where you at is off of them. It's like a mirror, you know? You can't see your own self until you look in the mirror. And that's when you're looking at your people and they receiving you the same way as you always receive. It's like, oh, yeah, I'm still I'm still me. Shit, I'm shining. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And I, I, I dig that. I agree with that. The society of people being in the world. Mm-hmm. And it's funny, too. He said, it, it, uh, <laughs> you know, Benil gland will dry up when you get ashy. <laughs> <And> the, <laughs> shit ain't working. Start atrophying. It look dead, like dead skin. Right. <laughs> but um, you know, somebody was saying to me, they were like, you know, you can't really. It was kind of breaking down. Listen, somebody saying they was breaking down the whole, you know, the the uh, concept of love yourself. They were like, mm-hmm. yeah, you can love yourself, but it you can't love yourself in a vacuum. You right. know, like you love by giving love and receiving love. Like it's a you know, and not even always romantic love, but it's just. It's that back and forth. We are a species mm-hmm. that, you know, is known to congregate. You know, that, and uh, that's like one of the biggest things, you know, one of the, the biggest uh, effects of this whole pandemic that I think we'll see the effect on things for years to come. But, you know, just the uh, isolation of it all, mm-hmm. you know. And, uh, yeah, they're trying to dry out your pineal gland so you could just go in the metaverse and think he's shining. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why you gotta, gotta oil your scalp <laughs> with, 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 on the Zoom. Yeah, <laughs> nah, it's, just, it's like it don't like. That's what I'm saying. Like even when you on a on you on it's social, disconnected. yes, it's not it's not the same connection. You know what I'm saying? It's not the you're not really feeling the energy. It's like you know how they say plants and trees talk to each other through you know what I'm saying some whatever kind of network. You know, it's mm-hmm. the same thing. Like you can't isolate 
the plants and then expect them to talk through the Zoom, they're not going to get the same energy. They're not going to share the same resources. They're not going to create right. that same, you know what I mean, electricity. And it's the, I feel like it's the same way when when it's people and, it's, and you outside and you in it. You know what I mean? I ain't even active outside like that no more, you know? So, but right. just to even be amongst it sometimes, it's like, yeah, okay, yeah. You know, that we still here, this us. We doing our thing. You know what I'm saying? The kids are shining. You know what I mean? I'm shining. Every, everything good. I, I love it. I love to see it. You know what I mean? Everybody putting on, like, and you get to see, like, <clears throat> everybody on little personal style, not even just with clothes, just how people move, you know? Like, watching how the crowd move, like, different different people, they, they got their own body language and how they move through the situation, and then you got yours, and... All that shit is interesting to me. I don't know, like I might be like a National Geographic ass nigga, but that shit be interesting to me. No, I get it. I'm I like I'm a people person too. I'm real curious about people, and even in the way of like, it doesn't even always have to be a big event. Like a big event is helpful because it's, it's such a large sample size. There's way more engagement just for the mm-hmm. fact that the numbers are there. But like, right. you know, um, there's a little quiet moments too. Like when you mm-hmm. you come across you just have like a, and it can be a very basic interaction i know when i was in new orleans and um i went to uh it's one of them places that's like well known i've been meaning to go to for a while it was right across the street from my hotel uh it'll come to me this one little spot but uh mothers mothers mm-hmm. is a restaurant and it's been like it's been around forever and ever oh right and across from the w yeah, right across, I guess, uh, like, Catacorda from the W. Yeah, because mm-hmm. it's, yeah. So, um, I'd always wanted to go there, but I never, you know, I never went there or whatever. And typically, there'd be a line or whatever outside or whatever. But I guess due to COVID or whatever, it wasn't, you know, it wasn't as much traffic or whatever. So, and it was right there. And I went kind of like, at a, you know, just a real off time of the day. And I went in there and you could feel, it's a greasy spoon, right? But you could feel how homey it felt, like how invested the people that worked there were. You could feel like they, you know, they co-workers, but they they moved as a family. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like it was an ease amongst them. You felt like you was in somebody's house a little bit, you know? And then, um, mm-hmm. so I'm asking the, the waitress, she's an older woman, I'm saying, so what do you like? And, you know, just the way that we, like, was talking about certain things, it wasn't anything special of a conversation but it was just the vibe felt good it felt like you felt charged by being there like you felt like oh okay this this was yeah i needed to be here i'm glad i'm here i'm enjoying it i'm I'm soaking this up like sometimes you could go a place and you could just you know it's very like transactional it's just very service-based okay i'll have the such and such and you know what i mean you do you know what i mean a quiet i don't know why i did that voice i know this you know what i mean non-cultural but you know like you know i have this and so you just kind of sit alone and you you know what i mean you eat what you eat and you look at your your iphone or we take it back you look at your old big ass newspaper and just be enraptured in your own moment of silence like I was open. I'm kicking it. I was I was there by myself having a good time. But, you know, like, when they check in on you, it's real, you know, like, real uh, familiar and shit. Like, mm-hmm. in not a way where it's, like, too much. But it was it was just chill. I went, I, I left there not only feeling nourished on some food level, but, like, just spiritually, you know? And maybe right. it was just felt like, damn, you know, damn, you know, motherfucker ain't really been in the world. Like, that felt like right. the world. Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah. You, you you know, they they don't make that service like that everywhere. You know what I mean? New Orleans nope. got it by the pound, you know. But mm-hmm. a lot of other places, you know what I'm saying, it's hard to get a, a drink where it's like, you know, you know, hey, 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 baby, what you drinking? You know what I'm saying? That type right. of service. You know what I mean? Like like, right. you know, like you say, even on the other end it's very transactional. What are you having to drink? We got drink. Mm-hmm. You know I mean? Here's the menu. Right, (laughs) it's like, yeah, damn, you know, jeez, you know, even if you don't see, if you don't see it, we don't got it. Right, all right, (laughs) you know, saying like even this, this, this hotel where I'm staying, I done been here about three weeks. You know what I'm saying? And then, and over the last couple months, I done been at the same spot. You know, collectively two months, right? 
So is most of these people you done seen, you know, quite a few times, you know what I mean, over that time. And sometimes you go sit down at the bar and the same people you just saw last night. Act like they like they ain't never even seen you before. You know what I'm saying? It's like, oh, like yeah. you know what I'm saying? But then there's there's always a couple that be like, Muhammad, you know what I'm saying? And right. that just changed the whole vibe of the whole place. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like you come back just for that. Just for, you know what I'm saying, people to know what you order. Like, yo, you want the Yeah, yeah, I do. You know? I got you. You know? Um, but to like when you get that cold service, it, it make you want to switch places. Cause it's almost like you investing time in a space you got to be here. Like you want that shit to feel like your community almost. Like, man, shit. <laughs> I live right upstairs. <laughs> Regular. Yeah, local. How, how yeah. let your boy, you know? Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. some give you that stiff upper lip, like, mm, mm, here go the menu. <laughs> What you want? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't like yeah, that. Yeah, I don't even want nothing. <laughs> you feel like Norm. Right. Yeah. I went, I, um, the other day, I went to get Merlot wash. And okay. I was about to ask you about Merlot, actually. Yeah, What's Merlot, going on? Merlot doing good, man. You know. Okay. Actually, I, I hit a milestone with Merlot. It's a milestone. So, you know, I got it, and... You know, when I got it, the guy was like, you know, one thing is that, you know, I charged the AC, I put some Freon in it, but, you know, it ain't blowing cold, so you might want to get that checked. I'm like, ah, Lord. So the first time I went to get it checked, it was like, yeah, to to really service that, you know, we got to take the whole dashboard out, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, ah, Lord. So that's, that's like 600 just to look. To see what the problem is So I deferred on that So I got all the other stuff done Hoses You know You know what I mean Brakes All of the mechanical stuff And so Now I was like You know what I gotta get an oil change So Hey Can y'all just You know Check it out And let me know What it's gonna be So I could plan for it You know what I'm saying (laughs) And so so, you know, he called me. He was like, you know, it didn't have no Freon in it. We put some Freon in it and blah, blah, blah. We recharged it. Whoop, whoop, whoop. And that was that. The AC blowing cold, right? Now, you don't understand how excited I am about the Merlot blowing cold AC. You know what I'm saying? Because, like, that's a whole game changer, you know? Because mm-hmm. when, when you ain't got AC – you're subject to outside forces, you know what I'm saying? Because your windows, right. like, if it get, if it's cold, you good. You good the whole winter, you know what I'm saying? You good the, the early spring, late fall. Nigga, you come around that summer. Yeah. You got to roll with the windows down, which ain't no problem. Because mm-hmm. you ain't really going too far, no, you know what I mean? But then one time this summer, the last summer just passed, I was down here. And I picked my cousin up and picked him up from the airport. And um, it was all good. You know what I'm saying? And then it started to rain, nigga. Oh, shit. So now it's 90 degrees and raining. So you can't yeah. roll the window down. So now oh. you, oh, the windows is, fo- oh, it's a, it's, ooh, it was a torturous. Sweat box. Torturous yeah. sweat box. You're, you're, you're pulling out the napkin to wipe the, the fog off mm-hmm. the window. You turn on the. the oh, turn, yeah, that's the you, worst. You turn on the D, the, uh, what they call defroster. That Defrost. shit is blowing heat, nigga. Yeah. So now you triple hot. So now you rolling down the windows and you're getting rained on. It's like, oh, no, nigga. This, ah, first chance I get, I'm getting this shit checked. So. Again, it's it's winter, and it was maybe 50 degrees, but, you know, I, when I turned it on and that shit is blowing cold, I'm like, yeah, nigga, it's a whole new ride. <laughs> it's, or a low it's a turn into ride. rosé. Yeah, yeah, nigga. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Rosé, actually. Yeah, yeah, nah. So I went to go get her washed. Okay. And, and my man who usually washed it wasn't there. You know what I'm saying? Wasn't there. The other wash that I usually go to, last time I went there, I caught the COVID. So they was on the suspect list. So I was like, mm. 
You know what I'm saying? Damn. You know, when you start yeah. backtracking where you get where you got your COVID from. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I I backtracked it. <laughs> and then when I went in there, you know what I'm saying, they usually had a little food and a drink. And okay. they only Sounds had smooth. one person they only had one person working and it looked kinda like, you know what I'm saying? You know, they need to like they need to tidy up a bit in here. What's going on? Where the employees at? So right. I was like, yo, y'all gotta get a menu. She was like, the kitchen closed today. I'm like, just today? And she offered no reason and just skedaddled off. I'm like, okay. So when I backtracked and double tracked, it was like, ah, they must have had a COVID outbreak in there. Yeah. Ah, so you know, I went to my other man, but he was he must be off for the winter because he's just like like a one man stand. Right. And then so I pulled up to this other spot, and these these two spots in Buckhead. So, you know, the guy he got a couple of Porsches in there, and you know he got some exotics. And I pull up, and you know you know how when you pull up and you don't know the lay like like you don't know where to pull up at because they doing this in a parking lot. So yeah. I'm looking for some direction. I'm looking at them making eye contact like, yo, where you want me to pull it, you know? Mm-hmm. So the lady, she looking like, like well, I don't know what you, what you want. And I'm like, damn. So so then the dude, he he was walking by. I thought he was walking up to me to figure out what, what I needed. And then so I was like, he started to walk by me. I stopped him. I was like, yo, where you want me to pull it? And his response was, I got a line. I'm like, what? <laughs> Nobody asked you about your line? I said, where you want me to pull my car so I could wait for your your little line? I was like, man, you know what? <laughs> and I just rolled on off, man. I ride my shit dirty before I give you some money. And then I went on back to the to the spot where I caught the COVID. <laughs> Yeah, a, I figured the COVID's gone by now, but go yeah, ahead. yeah, yeah, it's gone. You know, had me a nice drink and a and a shrimp and grits. Oh wow, that's a, and that's that shit a hell was of a spot too. At a at a car wash spot, yeah, that's a, that's kind of fly. That's auto, some Atlanta shit. Auto Bistro, nigga, on Fourteenth Street. That auto shit. Bistro. Yeah. Wow. You pull up. Wow. <laughs> it is like a little a little lounge. <laughs> That is some Atlanta ass shit, bro. I ain't gonna lie to you. That shit is that is fly though. That's a hell of a hybrid. Man, wow, that's a great idea. Cause you know, yeah. waiting on the car washes is, is like waiting on a haircut in a crowded barber shop. You don't right. know how long it's gonna really take. You just did. Mm-hmm. So why not go in, have a meal, have a drink? And you ain't even can worry about how long it take. Cause you know you got to order in. You know, saying you eating good. And you having like a little drink, you know, and by the time you finish, they finish. You know what I'm saying? You 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 belly full, you happy, you happy to tip a nigga after that. Like, man, here you go, man. You know what I'm saying? So I uh, reunited with with the auto bistro and um got Merlot cleaned up, man. So it's feeling it's good. Just fly. Yeah. I've never even thought about that is I, I still go to the spots where you watch your car get washed through the glass <laughs> right like my shit is my car damn near in jail you know what i mean i'm just looking at this shit through the through the glass like hell yeah i walk right with the car i meet the car outside as soon as it's done they, you all right you know what i'm using there eating grits and, and chilling ordering a drink that shit yeah. sound fly nah it's yeah. it's a good it's a good look though you know what i'm saying like you wouldn't think those two go together because like every time I tell somebody like a right. car a car wash in a restaurant, nah that shit is the magic that's just the magic bullet, like and yeah. you know and there's always like you know some notables around and mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a cool little spot you know what I'm saying they do a good job they take care you know they respect they respect you know what I'm saying my type of ride I guess my man ain't at the other spot he ain't respect my shit. I don't, I don't think he understood, you know what I'm saying, what was going on. And it's like a hand wash type situation probably. Yeah, it's a hand wash, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hand wash, yeah. you know, they're going to try to upsell you on the wax and all that. But right. they they do a good job. So Price point out. is is is, uh, is yeah, it's, it's, not, it's, yeah, it's competitive it's, it's, with everybody uh, else. See, the thing is, they get you Oh, it's competitive. Okay. Like the spot where I usually go. His uh-huh. wash, his hand wash is 40, right? Okay. You know what I'm saying? I, over there, 
hand the hand wash is, was thirty two. You know what I'm saying? So now mm. you could get a good thirty two and a, you know give them an eight dollar tip and be at forty. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Got it. Got give them a ten dollar tip and be at forty two. Nice. But see where they get you is they know you're gonna get a drink or you're gonna get some food. Yeah, yeah. Cause yeah. the food's slamming. So yeah. you 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 gonna you gonna go ahead and give them that other forty, man, and <laughs> and wow, and you know what I'm saying. Enjoy your day, man. Mm. Yeah. There you go. Shout out to <laughs> what is it? Auto Bistro. Yeah, Auto Bistro on Fourteenth. Um, Right before you get to Northside I gotta ask about that See if my people know about that If not I'm putting them on it was yeah, Something yeah, I yeah. spoke about That I didn't give a full shout out to But I, if it comes back to me then I'll, I'll, I'll shout it out um, yeah. yeah man That's crazy Yo yeah. have you Have you uh, You fuck with Wordle Nah I've been seeing it I don't know what the hell I'm, I'm out of the loop on that yeah, I just did my first Wordle today. I was a little out the loop. Not even out the loop. I felt like I was kind of in the loop. I was in it. I knew about it before it got bought by the Times. But I was like, I didn't like the rollout. Like, it, the, my first uh, first encounters with it was just a lot of people posting their Wordle scores and shit like that. And it was just, it felt a little virtue signaling. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It felt like, look at me, I'm smart, whatever, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> and like, but it with no context, not like, hey, this is what this is. Da 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 da. It was just like some if you know, you know type of shit. You know, in the crossword realm, which is interesting. So initially, I was like, man, fuck Wordle. Not really fuck <laughs> Wordle, but I was just like, I get to it when I get to it. And um. Conversation got louder. I started, you know, seeing more people having their word score. It got acquired, all of that. And then just today, right before the pod, I was like, let me go ahead and check this shit out. You know, and it's in the vein of, I guess, it's not a crossword type of thing, but it's just like, it's like a guess the word, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, you get six guesses, and it's kind of like some Wheel of Fortune type shit, but you get, you get six guesses, and it's, uh, I forget how long each word is. I'm not sure if it changes each day, but each day is one uh, one puzzle. And I think mm. that's even going to change. I think the puzzles are going to kind of be, there's going to be a couple each day or something like that. But like, so you you type in a word, like if you was to do you know, some Wheel of Fortune technique, R-S-T-L-N-E or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. And then it's like, it'll identify <clears throat> by color coding if the letter is in the word. So if it's a green, that means that that letter is in the word and it's in the right place. Mm-hmm. If it's uh, like an orange, that means that the letter is in the word, but in the wrong place. Mm-hmm. And then if it's gray, that means the letter's not in the word at all. And then you, you know, there's a timer on it and you got a few chances. And if you get it, you know, it tells you how long it took. You know what I mean? How many, you know, how many iterations? Because it goes to, like, you got six attempts, mm-hmm. you know. And um, and it's interesting because I don't know how you get to the sixth attempt because I guess if you put six actual words that are on the list, because you could put a word in on the list and it might not be the word, but it's like a word that is within, you know, the list of words. So that would count as a go. Mm-hmm. I went, I think it took me about three, maybe four, but it took a little bit of time, probably almost seven minutes um, and a few guesses. But I got, this is my first Wordle. I, I got through it. I got that shit. And I could see how it's, I could see how it's contagious. I could also see how washed I am <laughs> because I'm excited about this type of shit. Like, you know what I mean? I was looking at a crossword puzzle not too long ago too. And I was enjoying that shit, you know, cause I'm like, you know, talking about your pineal gland. You know, you got to exercise your brain, some word games and shit like that. You know, as a kid or when I was younger, I kind of looked at that shit as either something to do on an airplane, maybe, or, you know, just old people type shit. But like, I'm kind of getting into it. And I like how it kind of stimulates this where you got to figure it out, you know. But Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I suggest check out Wordle. You know, I'm not I'm not opposing it no more. I'm not I'm not with <laughs> fuck Wordle to check out Wordle. This was uh, a, the sponsor of today's podcast. Yeah. I mean, Wordle. I just looked it up. It looked like people mad that New York Times has bought it and changed the the uh, that 
that your words aren't the same as your friends all the time. That's fairly new, and I'm not even sure if that all the way has gone into effect. But there's also the part of it all, like, you know, it's like an indie mm-hmm. artist getting signed by a major label. Like, because the kid, the guy, the guy, the kid, the guy that created his name is Wardle. His last name is Wardle, and he created it. It was very independent. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It was doing its own thing, and the Times bought it. And for what I understand, at least for now, it's going to still be free. It's not going to be behind a paywall. So you mm-hmm. can still interact with it, you know, in the same way that you could have beforehand. But you know how it go when you, you know, your favorite mixtape rapper goes mainstream. You're like, ah, it ain't going to be the same. This nigga got the machine behind him. You know what I mean? So <laughs> it is what it is. But it's worth checking out. I wasn't, I wasn't early word of like, again, like I told you my, my stance on it. So I can't tell you what the experience was prior to the Times acquisition. Mm-hmm. But if y'all were, if y'all were Wordle Warriors and you were to speak to it, you know what I mean? Let us know. Hit us in the comments. Yeah, I've been hearing about it. I ain't never played it, but I ain't never been no crossword puzzle ass playing ass. Yeah. You know what I mean? Ain't yeah. no way. Um, it's that, what's that other game that with the words, like, you know, swipe with Words the with friends? Um, what? Yeah, that one too. But you know, it's just people that play all them games. I I, I was like, nah, I just never was yeah. interested. Not that you know, that mean. Yeah, no, nah, I get it. I was typically not that type of cat either. But it was you know the the hype was loud. I'm not gonna lie. And shit, the the free time is there. <laughs> so I was like, <laughs> let me let me go ahead and see what this is. And I might fuck around and do that shit tomorrow. That might be my thing. I might tomorrow might be Word of Wednesday. Boy. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm like not. I don't think I'm ever gonna be the one that's gonna post their Wordle score. I think there's something obnoxious about that. I don't know. Maybe you know, amongst friends and some shit. But I'm not going to Twitter to be like, look at me. That's what turned me off. So I can't be. <laughs> I can't be what I resented. You know. <laughs> <laughs> look at me. Look at me. You know, man, word look at me. Week. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Oh uh, shit, man. Heard up. Yeah, yeah nice transition. Word <laughs> 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 up. When you niggas say transition, it'd be like, okay, yeah, I'm supposed to transition. Like, what am I doing? No, nah, you got it. No, I just like, it just felt real transitional. Word up. Word up. We didn't even need to point out the transition. That's like when the rapper be like, get it. You're like, all right, nigga, I got it. It was slick. But until you told me to get it. Now I'm like, all right. Yeah. Ad lib. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> Message. Word. Anyway. Man, I, I watched um Damn. Uh Best Man for the first time in a long time. Just okay. happened to be on the TV. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. And you know, you know how you got those movies that when it's on you always watch it? I wouldn't have pegged Best Man to be that for me. Right. Was but, it cable or was it TV? Uh, that means different that's a big difference. To me. It must have been cable because I don't remember no commercials. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Okay. It was last night, so, you know, it was just on uh-huh. on the TV. Yeah. And so, uh-huh. um, so it, it, it was like in the middle, like when you and um, when my man, uh, what's his name? Ricky. What's Ricky now? Oh, Morris Chestnut. When Morris Chestnut started reading the book, you know. Uh-huh. And everybody right. was so young, you know what I'm saying? Terrence Howard right. was so young. And then the TV in here in this hotel is set on, like, you know how you got the, like, the cinema look, and then you got, like, mm-hmm. the flat TV kind of look? Mm-hmm. So it was set on, like, the flat, like, which kind of get weird because it, it, it look like it's real close up on your skin or something. Like, it don't give you mm-hmm. no diffusion or something. So mm-hmm. it's like, ah oh, man, um... Terrence, Terrence Howard was so young, and, and this one is that young, and everybody was just looked totally different. And then when the um the bachelor party scene came and the strippers walked in, I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, shit, that's Lyris Cross. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, yeah. and, and Lyris is in the black man video at the end. You know what I'm saying? Mm. I love all, all, all. I love you, black man, to all my kings out there. You know what I'm saying? She the one end it. You know what I'm saying? I'm look like, at look, look at Lyrics. You know what I'm saying? And then Regina Hall came in as the star. Out the stripper. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? All skinny. Everybody was all organic. 
I was like, look, look, man, look at this. <laughs> organic. Yeah, or, organic strippers, man. <laughs> right, 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 right. Where it was about the, yeah, yeah, yeah I got right. it. I got you, yeah. It wasn't the big body Benz kit, the AMG yeah, kit at strippers. Yeah, no spoiler kit on it, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, right. You have all the, the add-ons, out the market, add-ons. Mm-hmm, right. So I was like, man, this is this is all right. It was that was a good movie. <laughs> <laughs> all these years later, it was all right. I fucked uh, with it. Yeah, no, I mean, yeah, you fucked no, with I it back it. in the day, but you know what I'm saying? Like again, I hadn't revisited it in a while, and again, I wouldn't up. have put it on my if it's on TV. I watch it all the way through, mm-hmm. like like a minute or like a five heartbeats or heat. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Scarface. If it's on, right. if it's I watched Scarface up until the point where you know he finna fall off. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So you watch right. it, you just watch all the come up. So if it come if I'm already if they already passed the come up, I don't continue watching it. You know what I'm saying? Got it. But, I hear you. Yeah. But if Scarface is in the early phase and the come up era, I'ma watch that to the fall off, you know? Shit like that. Mm-hmm. You know. No, I get it. I get it. It was definitely, you know. The posse cut of beautiful blacks. Mm-hmm. It was like the Harlem Knights of well moisturized black actors. You know what I mean? You know, it was that was it. That was that was the starting lineup. Everybody out of there was shining. Well moisturized. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Good lotion. Good lotion. Yeah, that lotion was thick. A lot of viscosity. Um what was I gonna say? Speaking of that, um, speaking of you know movies holding up, and Regina Hall, she's one third of the hosts right. for the Oscars. You know, yeah, her, Wanda Sykes and Amy Schumer. Yeah, yes, shout out to Will Packer producing. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. I meant to talk you about that. It, yeah. It's it's like Make you know, sure. I know she's been in his camp, like in different movies and stuff, and you know. She wouldn't be an actress that you would normally associate with the Academy. You know what I'm saying? I mm. I would wonder how many. Oscar she's probably been to just as an actress. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Right. So for her to be hosting, that's like a big deal. You know what I mean? That's like, you know, a win for the streets or the win for the culture. Like, you know, right? like we ain't even supposed to be here type shit. Ball so hard. Yeah. She's been getting her props as of late over a few years, you know, like that. Uh, support the girls movie that indie movie kind of put her on like on different radar but even beyond that what I do like cuz I've 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 been on record saying this for a while I like the grouping with her Amy Schumer and Wanda Sykes because I do think Regina Hall's one of the funniest women in Hollywood mm. like you know like and it's like it's not even, I mean, it's obviously intentional, but mm-hmm. she's not somebody that is presented as a comedian. You right. know what I mean? Like, she does comedies and things like that, and she has range she could do. You know, she could do anything from paid in full to non-perfect strangers and shit like that. She's a hell of an actress. Mm-hmm. But when she, not only on screen, but when she's out there doing them little promo joints... Mm-hmm. She's one of the funniest motherfuckers. There's this video when they were doing, um, speaking of Will Packer, they were doing uh, what's the Steve Harvey book again? Think like, yeah, a man. think like a man. Think like a man. Either think like a man one or two, and it was a press junket, and it's Kevin Hart, Terrence J, I think, uh, Jerry, Jerry Ferrara her and maybe somebody else and like she goes in on this bit that's a little wild mm-hmm. but her commitment to it like because <laughs> she's like the only woman there so kind of playing off the fact that she I guess she just must be eye candy or might be there just to service men you know what I mean mm-hmm. and, and like leaning in on the servicing part and like she go in like go crazy if you like check that out please look that up that press jugget, like the shit that she do is off the chain. But that's what really caught my eye. Besides the fact that she's fly. Mm-hmm. But um, like just comedic, like comedy wise, I was like, yo, she's hilarious. And she's funny to the motherfucker. Like she's got a lot of little, little funny moments, you know, like, you know, her, her little back and forth with Issa Rae. Like they got a chemistry. It was funny. Mm-hmm. Or oh, that little video she did where she turned 50. You know what I'm saying? Like, 
She's a beast. So it's going to be kind of cool because obviously Amy Schumer, Wanda Sykes, they're bona fide comedians, you know what I mean, known for being funny. I think a lot of people, to your point, but just in addition, I think a lot of people don't really see it coming. There's people mm-hmm. that's hip to it, but there's going to be a lot of people that are going to be exposed to her in that context. I think it's going to be interesting to see where this takes her. Yeah. yeah. That's like, like the Super Bowl of, of, of Hollywood. Like, you know. Yeah. I saw a piece where Mary J was saying that, you know, nobody gets paid to perform for the Super Bowl. Right. But she was like, I wouldn't even ask for no, like, dude, the exposure of Super Bowl, you know what I'm saying, puts you in the mix at a level that you can't just manufacture. You can't manufacture right. the biggest TV event in the world on any other platform. You know what I'm saying? So to to have the opportunity to do it, especially, you know, the way they did it, it was, uh, you know, that was a good look. It's a good look for, you know, for all the artists involved, but also a good look for Black L.A., you know? Um, oh, yeah. Just like right in the center piece of gentrification in Inglewood, it's like you know a representation at least, you know on the, at the surface of you know a LA that might not exist like that a whole lot mm-hmm. more longer. You know what I'm saying? So right. it's locked in. It's locked in to a space and time at the highest of levels. You know, mm-hmm. <clears throat> you know as they crip walked all over the <laughs> all over the TV set. That was the first thing Snoop said. He said, like, you know what I mean? He said, Crip. I was like, oh, shit, this shit is all. They leaning in. They was trying. They, I see the little reports about they show him hitting the blunt before he go. They motherfucking Snoop Dogg, first of all. I mean, first of all, um, Snoop Dogg and hitting the blunt. There's nothing that new. Is, yeah, that is what you get. That's fucking George Burns with his cigar. Right. You know what I mean? But, like, you know, speaking of that, just that, that, Stadium being right there in Inglewood, like it's crazy because like my cousins, they live literally like stones throw, like right there in that neighborhood. And when I saw that shit being built, I got scared for them. I was like, <laughs> nigga, I hope, I hope y'all don't get displaced. You know what I'm saying? But I hope I think they good. But you know, like you know, it's 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 sad that that's the thought. Like right. when you know when fucking they build in the hood that it has to come at the you know, it has to come, you know, at the expense of the community. Right. But um, hopefully it all works out. But I mean, yeah, yo, speaking of that, real quick on some yeah. Mary shit. One, the fact that she even said that and the fact that she's the queen of hip hop soul, like she's a, mm-hmm. a legacy artist with a 20 plus year career and mm-hmm. still sees the benefit of that platform and is like so grateful for that, says so much about, you know, I guess... The strength of that platform, but also the, um, you know, like the uh, the passion for what you do. Because mm-hmm. out of everybody, and not even just her, but that was the first person I saw. But like, and I think it 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 everybody felt it. At the end of that performance, she looked so happy. <laughs> like she looked, you know, because Mary could be, you know, Mary mm-hmm. could keep a little scowl. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, you <laughs> know, like Monet. Mary, yeah, she could go Monet real fast on you, but like she looked so happy in that moment, especially since everybody loved the fact, like, we like, we like miserable Mary. You know what I'm saying? Like, when, so, like, you know, when Mary joyful, sometimes they don't always embrace, but like she looked like she had such a good time. Her, between her, and then obviously, motherfucking Anderson Pac on the drums. You know, that, mm-hmm. that nigga's smile always is infectious. You know what I'm saying? You like, yo, this motherfucker always look like he having a great time. Mm-hmm. But I think all of them, you know, for it to be Dre, Snoop, you know, Eminem, Kendrick, obviously they of the tree, but like Dre, Snoop, N.W.A., you think about it, that's like gangster rap. Like, that's the real shit. And to be all of 50, all these many years later, they look like they were enjoying themselves. You know what I'm saying? Like, they were in the moment. They were having fun. You know, I mean, obviously, you know, it was different mm-hmm. years later. You know what I'm saying? They was going in on 50. You know what I'm saying? But I like that he's kind of embraced the joke. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Or embraced the the, the heckle. <laughs> but, um, yeah, man, that shit, that shit was cool. I appreciate it. I, I liked it. I like that stage design. They say Dre spent $7 million on that. Wow. I don't know. Seven yeah. million. I mean, he, he in the billions, so shit. I mean, close yeah, to yeah, the billions. Yeah, he he going to get yeah. all that back. I mean, I'm sure Pepsi Somehow. got him yeah. back. You know what I'm saying? 
Yeah. All that. The, I mean, I'm sure he didn't pull that seven out of his pocket. Yeah, that's probably true. Because, you know, they don't get compensated by the league, but I'm sure he got right. somebody hit him yep. with some paper. But they also say this was the highest performing, highest rated Super Bowl in like five years. So mm. he definitely had something to do with that halftime show. For halftime sure. show plus the, un, you know, the, the underdog-ass Bengals who, you know, yeah. getting at it for <laughs> their first time. You know, they yeah. was going to tune in. If they were the one, yeah. they probably would have told Cincinnati up. So, yeah. You know, you can't you can't underestimate all of the forces at play, you know. Right. LA right. first time in that big, you know, that old mm-hmm. super high tech stadium. You know. Yeah. And then Dre, Snoop, Mary, Eminem. Kendrick. Kendrick. 50. Kendrick looks so little next to them. Like Yeah, uh, especially next to them them other cats. Yeah, yeah he definitely you know, a little short. Most rappers yeah. be short. You know what I'm saying, and right. and those that group of rappers are anomaly. Like you know what I'm saying, like Dre right. tall, Snoop tall. You know what I'm saying. Yeah. Fifty got some height on him. You know what I mean. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's like, and then you got Kendrick standing next to him. I'm like, damn, I didn't realize he was so short. He was in the midst of a lot of tall cats. Yeah, which you know what I mean. Which is a you know he was he was secure and you know what I mean where he was at with it, and that that shows the power of Kendrick. I tell you this, man, I'm ready for a Kendrick album though. Like, let's get to it. I thought he was going to at least drop some type of single or something that you know, like to right. kind of you know like use this shit right. to his to his benefit. But I guess he don't really need that. But I would like to hear some Kendrick shit. I hope it's coming sooner than later. You know, because um, his track record is is it's A1, you no know. Doubt. It's about that time. It's about that time. Bear it up. Speaking about that time. <laughs> Talk about it. What's up? Oh, I, I thought you I thought you had something. <laughs> oh, I was going to say, I, you want to talk about white power? <laughs> Which you're starting to call the Tommy show? Uh, or we could transform and roll out. I don't know. Have you been I, watching I it? I couldn't I couldn't force myself to watch it yet. Oh man. man. All right. Well, I ain't mad at you because I was watching. I was like, this shit here. I don't want to say it's uh, I'm you know, I'm leaning, but it's weird. I'm gonna give it that. This shit is weird. It's a lot of little things like they are really throwing paint at the canvas with this one. Um <laughs> He on some other shit. It's like he's like a grown-up Dennis the Menace. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know what's going on. If it's going to congeal, there's, you know, you know, power's power. Power's mm-hmm. doing its power shit. Um, I guess we ain't going to really get into it this week because you ain't see it. I didn't see you- Euphoria this week either. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, I got to watch that after. I'm going to probably watch that tonight. I, I got, you know, Super Bowl kind of, yeah. you know, Monopolize a whole lot of situation. No doubt. But, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's it. You got anything else you want to chop it up about, though, before we get up out of here, or you good? I'm good, man. All right, well, shit. That's what it is. Let's transform and roll out, <laughs> you know. As always, tell a friend to tell a friend. And even an enemy. To get in a conversation. We out. We out.